Welcome and thank you. You are listening to Tuned In with Intersys, hosted by Johnny Romero. This is episode number three. Where is your business taking you? Enjoy. Absolutely. And I think that that's really a good segue into uh, appropriate negotiation. I think, you know, there's a, a misnomer or misunderstanding on what good negotiation looks like. And just being a good negotiator doesn't mean being cheap. I think that's kind of what may be the popular view of negotiating, but really true negotiation is um, a reflection of understanding the needs on both parties. What do you need from me? What do I need from you? And understanding where compromise can be made and where it can't. And, and also, um, would that have an impact on price? It could, and it may not. It's not really price driven. I think you know when you focus on price only, then you get what you pay for. And I think that's really the, the you know, where people fall short as entrepreneurs, because they sell themselves short. And then also for the client, because I think the client then is unhappy because if price is the only reason they're choosing someone, in all likelihood, they're not our client. They're not your client, they're not my client. We've had that conversation. Um, but if they're looking for quality, integrity, consistency, and, and something that's going to really have a, a lasting effect um, on a quality of life, whether it's safety, whether it's, you know, again, their business growth, then yeah, we're probably going to have a good partnership. And, and then price really becomes, um, you know, a, a, a side note really, because people that really want those results aren't really focused on what it costs because they know it, it, it really pays for itself two, three, four times over, over time. Right. And I think um, there's just, there's two different kinds of small business owners. There's the ones that want to do everything themselves and then there's the ones that realize that if you hire somebody who's an expert at, at something, it alleviates, you know, what, what you have to do. And in the long run, it helps you out. So I've had to deal with, with both kind where it's like, oh, you know, we do a, a cleaning ourselves and they'll, you know, they'll stick to that for a long time. Eventually they'll be like, hey, can you come in and do a cleaning? We want to try it at least once. And, you know. <laughs> The uh, I do the cleaning myself starter pack is like all the details are missed. And and it's it's not really their fault because when you're a barber and you're standing for 10 hours a day cutting hair, the last thing you want to do is spend four hours cleaning that hair, right? Absolutely. Getting yeah. into all the nooks and crannies and, and vacuuming and disinfecting and doing all that. That's the last thing you want to do after you've been standing for eight to 10 hours. So right. yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll do a, a cleaning that they're handling themselves, but if they really want something deep, then that's, that's where we come in. Yeah, no, I think that's a, it's, it's a good model for um, what are the, the differences between professional services and, you know, something that is done on a um, private, or if you want to call it on a non-professional basis. And I think, you know, cleaning is a good, you know, you can apply it in any space. In my space with interpreting, same thing. 
Why do I need a professional language interpreter? I'm bilingual. My son or daughter speaks the language or my cousin or my uncle, whatever. Why do I need you to interpret? And, and what's the value? Well, it's, it's a value because it's a difference of someone being bilingual and being an effective communicator, an unbiased conduit that actually communicates everything that's being said and respects the autonomy of everybody without giving their own opinion, without being letting their emotion get involved. That's a significant difference. And like you said, when someone sees it firsthand, they're like, wow, I had no idea that I, I was missing out on so many different things because I, I was just uneducated. So I think a lot of it, um, I think the fun of what you do and the way you do it is educating people um, with something that is relatively simple. When you say the word cleaning, everybody, I know what cleaning is, but good cleaning, professional cleaning, most people don't unless they've experienced it, unless they're in the industry. And, and then, you know, when they see the results, it's like having a great cup of coffee and one that is just subpar that's been sitting, you know, on the, the coffee machine since this morning and you get there at three o'clock and it just tastes like mud, right? So that's really the idea is really having a fresh cup of coffee, quality brew that has attention to detail that you can, you, you're willing to pay five, $6 for. I'm not gonna mention those companies because they're not sponsoring us, but we know who they are, right? They're out there and people spend it. They right. spend it willingly because they know what they're gonna get and they're willing to pay whatever it costs for it, which is a ridiculous amount, in my opinion, to pay five, six dollars for a cup of coffee. But people do it every single day. And there's multi-billion dollar companies that profit from it. But see, those those companies, precisely those companies have built a brand and a reputation. And they when you buy that cup of coffee and you're holding it and it's got that logo and you're walking around, you feel part of something because they right. built the brand. And it's more of a feeling really than of a quality thing, because there are better cups of coffee out there. There are better coffee houses. There are better baristas and, and people that know how to prepare that coffee in a better way, you know, higher quality, even coffee beans or whatever. But if they don't build a brand, people don't go there, you know? Yeah. So I, that, that's something that we're trying to establish at first. You know, it was like, we just need to find work. We just need to be able to, to get some money to get the ball rolling and, and whatnot. But really, the, the, the goal was always the same, that we needed to build a brand, something that was recognizable, something that, you know, at least people in the industry knew. And that's, that's the beauty of, uh, of barbershops. Everybody knows everybody. You know, I work with some people that are like, oh, yeah, I used to work there at another place that I clean. Or, yeah, the owner and I went to school together and then now we're, you know. I clean a, a couple of barbershops where the owner of this barbershop and the owner of that barbershop are teachers at Emily Griffith Barber School. You know, the ones teaching how to open up a barbershop. Yeah. They have their own barbershops. I clean both of their barbershops. You know, they know each other. They talk to each other. I've had recommendations from barbers to other barbers. You got to hire these guys if you want your, your barbershop clean. Everybody knows each other. So if you build a good brand, then you, you can get ahead. You can, you know, be the, the, the source or, you know, the, the one that knows what you're yeah. doing. You, you become a subject matter expert is really what you become. And people uh, are willing to pay for those uh, experience, you know, that experience and also that, that trust that you build in the, in the, in the market and you stand out. 
and it takes time. It's like anything that's worth obtaining, you have to be patient with it. And again, faster can be a disaster, right? Because I think that the idea is, is really to um, be able to see that you're patient, you're willing to put in the work and that over time, um, good customers that are loyal to you will build a loyal base. And I think that that's really the key. There's nothing wrong with investing in salespeople. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, you can have churning and burning salesmen that are out there marketing your service and they're great at what they do. It doesn't necessarily build trust though. It's just that they were a great salesman. Um, and that's one way you can do it, you know, and it's maybe a lot faster, or you can take the time to really perfect your craft, be consistent, scale it um, like you're doing, and then have your customers speak for you and, and then have that slowly, you know, really blossom into different individuals seeking you out because they, they know the quality of work you do firsthand. And that's kind of been my model too, because I think um, now that, you know, my company has been uh, around a little over three years going on four, is that I haven't had to stress over sales so much because it's gotten to the point where now people have begun to seek me out and I'm seeing a lot more of those referrals based off of people that know firsthand the quality of work that I do. So that, that's really exciting. And I think you have a great model. I think that um, this, hopefully this conversation that we'll be sharing, uh, you know, to the different platforms, YouTube, uh, as well as uh, LinkedIn. I, I know you have an Instagram. What is your Instagram handle? It's at lay underscore netoyage. So lay netoyage. That is an awesome name. I think that just the name itself, you know, even saying it, you, you get a sense of the quality, you know? So that's a pretty cool name. Um, we'll definitely be, be sharing that. Somewhere on your screen, you'll see a link for Le Nettoyage and uh, where to go. And uh, I think this was a great first run. Just to hey, are you tuned in? Please like and subscribe.